Welcome to the Bad Feeling Podcast. Chuck and Brian will attempt to entertain and inform you about Star Wars, the Old Republic. They will not succeed at either. In fact, the odds of a successful podcast are 12,367,000 to 1. The Bad Feeling Podcast is not recommended for consumption by Twi'lek, Cathar, Voss, Human, Cyborg, or any other sentient species. You have been warned. Greetings and salutations, my fine old Republic friends. Welcome to the Bad Feeling Podcast. Hola! How you doing? Oh, welcome. It's a welcome. happy day. Dude. Wonderful super day. I'm just confused. Sorry, I made Brian do a bunch of stuff at work this week. Damn and it. And it's, uh, it's been hell. You it know has, I don't like doing like work. Like, so that's why we are we may sound a little odd. We may, we're not streaming right now. No. And we're also shoved in a different room that we're normally not in. So yeah, it's a little bit different. So uncomfortable. That. It's okay. It'll be okay. It's just, it's just not right, man. Because for us recording this episode, we are short. This That's is, true. This is not much because we've got special interview. Holy shit. Oh, oh, special oh my God. The good thing about this room where we're at right now is, ah, he doesn't have access to the soundboard. Thank God. Oh, oh my God. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fucking idiot. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> But hey, make sure you are subscribed on iTunes, Google, Stitcher, wherever you get your uh, podcast. You can find the Bad Feeling Podcast. Also, badfeelingpodcast.com. You can find us on the socials, facebook.com slash badfeelingpodcast. On Twitter, at badfeelingpdcst. On the Twitch. Twitch.tv slash badfeelingpodcast. So look it all up there, man. And I mean, I think yeah. if you go to our, our, our page, like our actual page, you can uh, support us in a bunch of different ways, whether it's via our Amazon links. Thank you. Go there. Then right. do that. We get point zero 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 one cent every time you it still gets rounded down though yeah, so it's, it's just <laughs> it's not, uh, we yeah. haven't made anything off the thing patreon though all you patreon supporters thank you so yes. much uh, we appreciate it everybody who's done that because oh my god we're getting ready for the big gigantic south by south by coming up next weekend oh i can't believe it's almost here i know dude like march, march has crept up on me yes it's my brother's like bachelor party weekend this weekend i forgot oh really yeah, yeah. <laughs> i was like oh i gotta go do Whoops. shit tomorrow oh damn oh uh, it'll be it'll be practice for next weekend uh yeah sure well, you're at brass tap we're, at six o'clock on saturday march 10th nah, we're playing paintball so it's not quite the same maybe i'll bring oh. a paintball gun with me to the uh the, the, <laughs> <laughs> to shoot the shit out of her done fun oh yeah that'd be fun yeah, no, I'm, a, would, I'm a sniper so you know it's all good I got dead dead eye fair know. enough crazy man so <laughs> reduce yeah, accuracy give you, beer uh, oh, <laughs> son of a no, uh, 6pm uh, Brass Tap Austin Texas March 10th you need to be there oh my god oh my god oh my god and enjoy uh, some beverages with us and yeah. stuff and some grub and, and, and hopefully as we will find out in our interview oh my god uh, with uh, some of the other people that special that guests frequent um the developer farm um uh <laughs> developer farm? i don't know what the hell what, <laughs> like they're coming uh, out of the ground watch it's out it's been a weird day it's been a really really weird day i don't know i don't know what's going on Some this whole week has been fucking bizarre game. World. yeah and this week earlier this week like uh we we kind of kicked it off with uh going up to bioware going yeah Inside the hallowed halls. And, well, inside, right, right. The room. Right by the lobby. <laughs> yeah, I mean, inside the hallowed lobby. <laughs> we didn't actually go in the halls. No. You know, we, we just sort of, we did, we get, we got to use the bathroom outside the, the office. Yeah, know, I peed so. in a bush. Well, they, yeah, but that's, but, that's why we're not getting anybody back. But oh, still. 
damn it. Keith. We were able to talk to Keith Kanig. Kanig? Yeah. yeah. Kanig? Kanig. The double K. Yeah. yeah. What's up, dog? <laughs> Mr. KK. Yeah. Yeah, right. dude. Keith. Uh, uh, yeah, man. That, that was cool. We got, to, we got to sit down and chat with him. Super gracious dude. Like, and... And he, and he fucks with us, which well, I... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I see how it is. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I see how well, that dude is. He gets it, right? <laughs> no, he doesn't. Because we're assholes. What, so. the, 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 <laughs> That's what you do. It's actually true. That's totally true. <laughs> we are kind of assholes. But what I love about that dude more than anything else is that he he's a player. He's such a player of the game. And, yep. and you can't... No matter what anybody says, well, oh no, the guys that do this, they don't play the game. No, they totally fucking play the he game. He fucking plays the game. He plays it more than you've ever thought about playing it. Yeah. I mean, he, but yeah, more more than probably the people who develop, like really like type of the code have actually tried their shit out. <laughs> He's probably figured it all out and, and, and busted it down to him because that dude plays so much. He's uh, outrageous. And I got to tell you, man, he, he's definitely uh definitely fun to talk to you and we get get a lot of info in this interview i know man. we do we get yeah. quite a bit of info i don't know if we asked all the questions like people want us to ask you know those kinds of questions maybe maybe not you know and inevitably we found out when 6 is coming out yeah dude uh we find out when uh the we next know when operation the, is coming out we know all the details about the next operation oh, yeah we everything. know uh all of it. when all the developers are coming back from anthem we know yeah, when everything is <laughs> all coming. that shit's happening all of it's happening so yeah, I, I we don't know yet though exactly what's going to be redacted in this in this interview just yet. So well, <laughs> there actually might not be any content in it whatsoever. So it might just be a you know a bunch of crickets, uh, crickets. Boop, and boop, hi, my name boop, is redacted. Boop, <laughs> I don't know. We'll see how this turns out though. But it was great that, and awesome that Musco and the guys uh, let us come up and uh, and chat a little bit. We got the yeah, that was uh, a cool deal, man. Get uh, Musco's take on some of the conquest changes and some of that stuff that's now live. Yes, uh, and all that. Well, we'll, well we wait. dove into the roadmap. Yeah. pretty hardcore. So yeah. will it be live like, by the time this goes up? Well, the he's announced the conquest changes. That's right, he's but they're not, they're not live, live until. Yet. They're on PTS or whatever. Yeah, they're not live. Another live. week or so till they go live. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, so he he put out a blog post detailing uh, everything Next that week, he right? told on the 13th? us. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's yeah. when everything goes live. So, so yeah. So it, we get it, some it, of those details. It was kind of fun to watch them kind of scratch their head. Is is that the way it is, or, or is that not how the way it's going to be? Well, we don't know. <laughs> you might have to edit this out. Which is but, funny because I mean yeah. that's sort of the thing that and we then talk, like we talk about that. You yeah. Know? <laughs> And then an hour later, he posted on the forum. Yeah, right. So, all right, cool. But it's got to be like, yeah, I mean, that's that. That is the the nature of the beast of the way this thing works. It's like, why don't we get all this stuff in advance? Because we don't know. Yeah. all this stuff in advance. There's no way. Yeah, literally, they're changing it up until the eleventh hour. Yeah. So I mean, we get a, we get a, his take on all that stuff, man. So let, let's get into that right now, man. Our interview with uh, Keith Kenick and a little bit of Musco toward the end there on the Bad Feeling Podcast. Where do we begin? Now that I'm here, none of this softball questions about, you know, what I don't know what he even, you know, where it goes. Uh, we're here with Keith talking about pretty much about the roadmap. I mean, for the most part, because that's like the biggest news and stuff that's going on right now in the game, right? Would you say that's correct? Roadmap news. Oh, updates. now he's not going to speak. Yeah, see. What'd you do? Uh-huh. You broke yeah. him. Now he's doing it on purpose. You broke Keith. Uh-huh. I am doing that on purpose. I just wanted to see whether or not you would react to that. I was going to say. Did you weren't here last time? I know. I know what's happening. Well, I was losing part of me. So that's true. <laughs> there's yeah. not much of me left. 
But roadmap is is obviously the thing that everybody's on everybody's mind and what everybody's talking about. And we want to talk about some of the details that are in that roadmap, but also about kind of the roadmap idea in general. Um, so you kind of made mention in the roadmap as far as the difficulty um, of putting it out on a regular basis and those uh, those types of things. What was so difficult about this version of the roadmap uh, to get it out and have it delayed? What what were the thing, What were the hard parts of that? Everything is about timing, right? So we look and say, uh, we're coming up on our fiscal year, all right, um, ending, uh, planning, uh, something I didn't know when we started doing the roadmaps, right, is uh, this time of year is all about planning for the next year, right? Uh, it consumes your time, right, uh, between you know, financial meetings, uh, forecasting meetings, uh, we're talking about, you know, what's going on in, in the game, what are you doing for the next year, all of that just you know, eats time. And as we moved through the uh, the the weeks um the weeks just kept piling behind us so i asked uh, eric to put out let everybody know what's going on with five seven because that was in january next thing you know is it's middle it's almost to the end of february and we still don't have the roadmap out so we said this isn't working for me it's not working for the players let's change this process right you know it, it may be that we do still need to come out with a, a full year roadmap and then break it up uh, by quarters but uh, i need to reevaluate uh, you know how i can get the information out better than we're doing it now so it was really just kind of an unexpected unintended consequence of you know just the you didn't didn't see what was going to be happening <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't involved in that process before, right? Yeah. Um, so this is new to you know, to Keith, right? Um, but it's just internal. This is what goes on every every year in the fourth quarter, and you just kind of consume your 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 daily activities, and you go, well, everybody's paying the price uh, for this delay. And I realize, yeah, there's more people that can put together a roadmap, but that's not you know the way the function works. I need to you know work with Dev. I need to work with all the teams, lay out you know, what I want to see for the vision. And that was going to uh, cause an impact for what we're going to be able to tell you beyond March. Yeah. And so, you know, the more that we got into that, we were changing everything, the foundation for all of our uh, next year, right? Actually now this year, right? Um, and beyond. And so that would change what would actually go in the roadmap, right? So the easiest way to do that was, let me tell you what's going on in the next 60 days, right? Um, and bring that to at least, at least to uh, April. And then uh, we can talk about an actual roadmap, uh, you know, in the next um, next couple months. So now going forward, what do you think that's going to look like? You said uh, a year out, maybe quarterly, like that, you know, a different life to this and, and how it's yeah, going to operate. The, in the past, what used to happen is uh, the producer would put out an, an annual, uh, you know, state of the union. Yeah. Right. So you have a perspective and that was it. That's all you got from the, uh, uh, from the producer. Uh, what I wanted to see was different, uh, which was, yeah, you might have the annual, uh, you know, vision well because you made it pretty clear that it's like it's communication 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 is what right. you want is that back and, and forth and i still want that right uh, and in fact that we weren't doing it i wasn't following up on my my own requirements to the players and to me that made it difficult right uh, to try and you know do what you say and we weren't doing it right uh, so we changed that a little bit that's why i put the uh, information in there is that this process isn't working for me at the mm -hmm. moment let me get you the details and then we'll look at uh, you know a change later on so what i envision us that we're going to do is probably have uh, an, an annual uh, i'm sorry a yearly look 
this is the direction in which we're heading. And then as do the same thing quarterly, because we do change our minds, right? Uh, things do change, optics change, the way that we're uh, you know, looking at the game, feedback we get from players, all that changes and we cycle that in. Yeah, which totally makes sense. Right, but there's lots of stuff that uh, we have on the books that take a long time. And so that part, that, in, that infrastructure doesn't change. But there's other things, quality of life and other stuff that, you know, PVP activities that we can actually add into a quarter that weren't originally planned. Yeah, and some I guess uh, you know some people have beef with that because it's not an update or it's not this or it's it's an adjustment, not not a thing. Even though it takes dev time and time to figure out what's going to happen. Correct. So I mean, do you feel like there's because um, there seems to be a lot of that in what we're looking at, whether it's conquest changes, you know, a lot of things that are that are QOL or um, you, you know there and and some content but when we're looking forward for the next six months what do you see the main thing that's got to be focused on more of that the small granular items or what's the bigger scope well now you ask me where we're uh yeah, what yeah, kind yeah. of content we're providing kind well, of yeah. what there, are you huh? talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, so you, uh, you look at it and say if you look at it a year out, right, um, what, where's the, the game? Well, we like the direction that we're currently in, which is mo more multiplayer, uh, you know, more story, right? Even though we didn't have enough story this past year, according to uh, players, right? Uh, I, I like story. I like the, the way it feels. I like companions. Um, I want people to f have the same feeling that when you come to the game, you're actually enjoying it every time that you uh, you open up and you start playing the game. Uh, there'll be new content, right? Uh, there'll be new storylines. There'll be, uh, you know, get back to the old um you know, Republic versus um, Imperial, right, Empire. I think that's important. Sorry about that. Um, and then, you know, more operations, right, more flashpoints, uh, more PvP, right, uh, things for the guilds, more activities for the guilds. Uh, so all that would be factored into where our direction is, but it is based on multiplayer content. Uh, it's based on quality of life. Uh, customer player feedback, right? Uh, what is it that people really like? And then lots of story. Okay, so back to the roadmap real quick. There's a lot of there's a lot of hype and expectations, you know, as the roadmap approaches and people start counting down on the calendar. Um, and if if the current sort of process isn't isn't really working out for you, how do you how do you think it would change or evolve? Just more smaller blog updates or just revamp that process or what do you what do you think is going to change on the on the roadmap well i think the process we just deployed actually worked pretty well right um and that was uh, put the next couple of updates on the forums right we may break that up a little bit so that we can talk about you know one update right and, and actually have dialogue about those um but I, you know we read all the things that come in and it's like everybody's asking about direction what's going on beyond this story but at least they would understand what's happening now, right? To where before you wouldn't get it until the, a couple of days before. Right? Here you get it hopefully a month or two ahead of time so that we can have dialogue about what, the, what kind of change we have, what kind of things we envision, right? And whether or not we put um, you know, some kind of uh, item out in the game that allows you to instantly uh, you know, jump to an influence of 50 for your companion. We can do that ahead of time versus you know, people just wondering about it the days before or if they do some kind of data mine content or something. So then how malleable is this stuff? You know, we're looking at 5.8 and 5.8 and 5.9. Uh, 
based on what you put in the forums, are there still changes being made to what's going to come out in 5859? Yeah, what, what I put in the forums is pretty much a high-level stuff. There's always stuff that's underneath that that we don't necessarily tell you, and that'll be in the patch notes. But uh, it's not because we're hiding it. It's mostly that these uh, posts would be extremely long, right? Right. Um, so look and say, try to get the major items that are coming out and uh, put that in the forum post. I still like the roadmap concept because that gets to a broader audience, right? It'll actually go up on the, uh, the website and, you know, and more people will see those that, you know, come to uh, the, uh, the, the uh, website. Um, but um, the forum post, will, I think, will be much more timely, right? Um, so that we can get that to you in a much quicker fashion. Okay. Um, so let's dive into a couple of little details here. One thing that's kind of missing is any sort of PVP updates. I think we got a, an update that there's going to be utility changes, but we haven't seen a lot of class balance lately. Uh, the last map came out in Yavin, and still no word on the end of ranked season nine. Or have we seen the rewards yet? I don't think we've seen the rewards yet. So what, what can PVPers expect? coming forward well the last time we did a class balance was way back in five three I mean, it was met with such high love to us Everybody right that we're going to do that again just to experience well, it all over no. again right so well, um, but that's one of those like uh, so uh, one of the biggest beasts was it had been it had been so long that it felt so strange yeah so like there it was it was drastic it was dramatic versus doing it more frequently to kind of ease that pain as you know the flavor of the month sort of thing yeah, we we look at it and say it was a pain that we had to go through. It was it was ugly, yeah. right? Uh, from that standpoint, um, it got better over time because people realized it wasn't as dramatic in uh, some cases, and it was it was horrible in other cases. And we made some adjustments since then. But I think you're right. Uh, adjustments over time, right, is a better approach. Uh, we have some adjustments that are coming for uh, skank tanks, right, uh, for the people that understand what those are, right. Um, but overall, it'll be skill changes and things of nature. But PVP is one of my passions. It's something that we haven't really spent a lot of time with over the last few years. Um, I'd like to see us do a lot more with PVP. The team is now looking at that, is what we can do right in the coming months. Um, not just a new war zone, not just a re, uh, remanufactured war zone, but actually new activities, new things that we can do that engage the PVP players in a new way. Um, I won't say that we're looking at different gearing options, but I'll say that we're working at new gearing <laughs> options. All right, all right. <laughs> Because I think it's important that we have that conversation with players, right? Um, because personally, I don't like the uh, the method where we're competing PVE and PVE together, right? Uh, but you're not alone, right? <laughs> I'm 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 staying I'm staying quiet on this one because right? <laughs> uh, everybody I think at least that listens to our podcast understands what, how I feel about that stuff. So don't flip the table, dude. Uh, <laughs> what are you talking about? Uh, <laughs> Okay, but... Hashtag um, bring back expertise. Yeah, expertise. Uh, <laughs> well, so um, let's go back to balancing the, the different classes. So we saw all the DPS charts, you know, a few months ago. And then we, we got a new round of augments. And now we get another new round of augments. So you set the baseline, and now we're already, you know, two power levels above that. Why is, why is there power creep just happening over the length of the game? And why are those, you know... Uh, those uh, DPS numbers, HPS numbers, are they, are they still relevant uh, if we keep raising the bar? 
So uh, there's two ways to answer that. One is uh, the augments are really for the uh, master mode players, right? Uh, but everybody, and what I got a good lesson on internally was, yeah, but once you have something out there, everybody wants it. Right? So, but I understand that. But reality is you don't need it, right? Yes, but that's not the point, Keith. I said, I realize that. And then they asked me the obvious question, are you going to go for it? I said, well, of course. Well, why? <laughs> Because right? it answer my own damn question. There. Okay, so yeah, it's there. You know, and it's 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 funny, right? Uh, because you know you have these debates, right? And reality is, um, the master mode that we decided to do for um, uh, God from the Machine was it's going to be the last boss. It's going to be the hardest we've ever put out. It's got new mechanics that nobody's ever seen before. It is not going to be an easy thing. Yes, it's going to be up on PTS, but even today we're making fine tunings of that. Um, they're going to need, in order to farm that boss, they're going to need some extra power, right? Uh, we can do it in a gear change, make everybody do that, or we can just uh, make a slight change with augments, right? And what's interesting, though, and I saw the argument with, uh, from PvP uh, players, is yeah, now you make me do this uh, you know, PvE content. Well, no, what drops from the PvE content is the actual uh, pattern. You can get all the... Um, um, Materials exist today. There's going to be new materials. All right? It's just going to be a, just a new pattern. And from that pattern, you'll be able to generate new stuff. So from that standpoint, they can get it if they want it, right? And so they can just, you know, right? But I realize that the cost of it on the GTN is 3 to $4 million per item, right? Well, that's so, good. And that's where you kind of right? run into a, a thing because then you're sort of beholden to it if you want get to get to that level of advantage in PvP. Or manufacture them yourself or yeah. do all the things. Well, but you have still, you have to get the drop. First off, so you have to be able to do the PVV content to that level to get that drop, and hopefully one of eight will get it, or not, or maybe depending, or if that pug that you have doesn't steal it, you know, because that guy he's always terrible, you know. So it sort of makes it, it 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 it's a fairly large roadblock for somebody doing say regular PV, PVP or PVE for that matter that is not at master level to get those sort of things. No, no argument. Right, <laughs> you're absolutely. It's. it's yeah. I wouldn't call it a roadblock, but it is. It is difficult to get those right, uh, and whether by design or you know the fact that we uh, thought, okay, here's what we can do with the master modes for Gods from the Machine. And then we came up with the. Uh, it really was going to take us too long to get new content out. Right? I'd like the guys to focus on new operations, so we had to make that call. Right, didn't take it completely off the table. Just not right now. Right, um, and what can we do to allow them to? So we came up with, uh, you know, instead of coming up with a whole new set of gear, right? Here's the set of augments that uh, yeah. you guys can use. And it's really the, it's a temporary thing, and I realize it's it's expensive from the standpoint that people might need to go, um, you know, farm those and get those and get those uh, the patterns, but it's probably in the long run worth it, right, to do it this way. Okay, so we've seen two uh, new tiers of gear through augments that are not tied to Galactic Command. Um, what's the current thinking on Galactic Command? It hasn't been, you know, you made some changes to what's in a box or how frequently you get a box. Is that still going to be the way to get gear going forward? Or I'm not sure what you mean. It's not tied to Galactic Command. Well, yeah. augments are not tied to your uh, tier That's level. That's true, but the items that you need to manufacture those augments drop in Galactic Command. Or I can buy them off the GTN. Or you can buy off the GTN for 1.8 million each, right? So, right. right. 
but they do drop, right? Um, right, and they do they aren't part of the the crates that you get. Sure, right. So, but they also um, drop out of operations off yeah, of bosses or right. uh, rank PvP, right? But we're seeing more power not tied to Galactic Command anymore. Is that something we can expect going forward? Um, but augments have never really been directly tied to. No, but we were, we were at a baseline we, we with the launch of 5.0. Well, the baseline was without augments. And then we've raised, we've raised the, the bar, and then we've raised it again, only through augments, not through Galactic Command. Are you going to start dropping other schematics that are not augments for for gear or? Oh, I see what your question is. I'm sorry. And are we still married? Are we still married to Galactic Command for for gear and and everything else? Galactic Command is not going away, right? Um, uh, Where it is right at the moment, right? I like where where it sits today. It's a a secondary system, right? It's not a primary. Um, The fact that you can get unassembled components, you can get tokens, and you can actually go get the gear you want. Right is a much better system, right than it was before. Sure, um, but it's still a secondary system, right? So primary system, you do the content, you get the gear, right? You, you know, you get the tokens out of operations, and off you go, right? Um, are you asking if we're going to do more of that throughout, like flashpoints and stuff? And I would say, yeah, that's the direction, right? Is so that people can get back to a natural way of playing the game and earning gear and progression that, and this will remain and continue to be a secondary system. Okay. Okay. That answer your question? Yeah, I think so. Okay. Makes sense. What do you got? What? Oh, uh, you took notes for once. Well, I know, right? Uh, Well, you already, you already hit all my notes. Oh, did I already? Well, let me, uh, let me jump back on something. We were talking about master mode, uh, Valley of the machine gods. And, Y'all made the decision that you'd rather the team be working on something new. So is there a new operation in the works? Is there <laughs> more That's bosses on the way? hearing Edit. We made the commitment. Fine. Here's the way to answer that, right? So we made the commitment last year that we, we think operations are key to any type of multiplayer content, right? So if you look and watch where our direction is and what we're doing, then the answer would be yes. Right, so um, how we do it, that's the question is, uh, you know, that we're kind of asking people, even in the, uh, the, the, the forum post I put, was we trickled out the content over the year, but those bosses are some of the toughest bosses that we've ever put out. They have new mechanics, each one was unique, and things of that nature. Uh, we didn't make a master mode because they were kind of a combination between, if you think about the old term, a hardware mode, and they really were. They were tougher than most. You know, so veteran mode, even story mode on some of these were harder than what people were used to. But we found that people, and there's lots of people actually doing uh, Gods from the Machine, so the numbers are there, right? Um, I would rather see us have more regular content, right? And that means releasing it on a more regular basis than waiting a full year for anything. But I get the point that people have, and that is they'd like to have the full operation. They'd like to be able to, you know, go from start to finish and not have this thing trickle out. And so we're trying to figure out a way to do both, right? Um, and whether we can do that or not, right, and, and give you good, valuable content, right, we have to see. That's what we're working out right now for our, for our what we're calling fiscal year 19. Okay. So if, if not doing both is, is not an option, um, people always look forward to a big expansion, you know, an end of the year, a dot zero expansion. And, you know, they want to see a level cap, new abilities, but also 
I think things that what people in the community like is that it brings people back when there's a new, when there's a new expansion, uh, you get a marketing push and you get hype and you get reviewed and all the journals and everything else. You get a big crowd of new and returning players into the game. So you see a nice population increase and something that, you know, we haven't heard of definitively is, is a 6.0 or anything that will bring people in. So what that's, what that says to current players is that, okay, we're going to have stuff trickled out and we like that, but, what do we tell our friends about who left the game? What do we, how do we bring our friends in who haven't played the game? What's, what's that big selling point if we're not at a, looking for a 6.0 or, or something like that? Tough question to answer. Um, what I can say is that that is something we are discussing right now, right? How to make that happen, right? Uh, we'd like to do that because it, along with an expansion comes new storylines. It comes with five levels. It comes with some unique uh, features. It comes with a variety of different things, right? Like we did with 5.6, right? I like to make sure that we hit all of our systems, right? So, um, but if we do that, that means that there's going to be gaps in our delivery of, of content, right? Why? Because it takes a big team in order to do that. And if I've got people working on small content and I got you know everybody working at large, I need to just set priorities as to what needs to happen. And so we're working it out now, right? So what's the best way to handle that? And I did ask that question on this thing: is what do you like? And I got a variety of different comments, right? Including is this the biggest joke in the world? And I'm thinking, guys, I'm asking you a serious question. What do you want, right? Um, I'm not trying to joke with you. I'm not kidding with you. I like regular content. I like it coming out, right? Because I enjoy the game all the time and I enjoy the new things. I liked having Umbara, right? And then a couple months later, I have uh, Caparo. And so now, you know, we got new areas, new activities. I could get, uh, give you all that if I waited a year, right, at one time. And you're right, you, know, you can bring back uh, your player or f friends and, you know, with a big expansion. But to me, you can bring them back anytime you want e also, right? Um, and they'll get the same benefits, right? They could wait a year and have it all, right? Uh, or you can have that whole thing at the same time. If I could do both, right, then that's, that's our goal, right? So, I think some of that might have stemmed from like the, uh, the conversational nature of, the, uh, of, some of, uh, of some of your extemporaneous, uh, although I know they were very thought out paragraphs that you had put in there. But the idea of, I like how you, the quote, I like having updates released regularly versus waiting long periods of time. Uh, I think that's one of those like, well, it sounds like you like it, everybody should like it versus you were kind of asking the question that, well, are we, you know, is that the way to do it? I mean, is there, is there metrics that should say that this is working as far as like retaining players and, and things like, like people are enjoying this content, like they're playing it. There, there are lots of metrics in this game, right? Um, uh, the MMOs history, people come and go all the time. Right, uh, the real real key to an MMO is can you keep your core right to entertain and, and enjoying the the, the game? Um, waiting a year for any type of release, yes, it's aspirational. Yes, it's going to be great. But what do you do in between there? Right, so you have to have content releases throughout the year. Right, and keep everybody engaged. Right, we also release United Forces. We had the uh, 5.6 release, and we had the movie Perfect Storm. Right, it worked out great. You know, lightsabers. Everybody's wants to see lightsabers on every screen they right. have. So yeah. Right, and this is a normal time of year in which you see things get soft. Right, why? Because that's what happens. People go back to school, they go back to college, they do all kinds of stuff. But there's still that core group of people that you know. There's a lot of them on the forums that talk to us on a regular basis. I want to make sure that that group of people 
get what they want out of out of the product, right? Get you know from having fun every day to if they, I'm asking the question. Yes, I tell you how I feel, right? And that's what mm-hmm. is in there. That is exactly how I feel, right? Um, if you feel differently, then just tell me. Well, right? that's what's crazy is that like I, I was talking earlier today to Brian about it. It's like I hadn't jumped on my. Gun, I still haven't completed my gunslinger that I've needed need to sit down and actually finish. And I was running through Voss, and it had been so long since I had done the 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 planetary quest, the story quest. The, like it had been so long since I had done that because I've been doing you know the flashpoints and everything else and kind of building up to it. But it's just been all the pieces and never been the whole in, in a long time. And I was like, this is really a different experience. And it really is a different way to experience the game in general. So I, I don't know if people really think about it as much as, as, as that on a regular basis when it comes to that kind of content, even though there is a lot of stuff coming down the pipe, you know? I don't know if there's a question there, but <laughs> gunslinger's fun. <laughs> gunslinger's fun. Pew pew. All right, but but it is a different way. It is a different way, and and turning new people onto little bits of content seems to be a much harder way to kind of incrementally bring people back in, or ex, whether it's ex players who would know what that incremental content means versus new players who know what an update means. Yeah, I think to Brian's point, which was when you have a big content, right, release, everybody's, everybody's talking fine. about it. And if you time that release properly, right, uh, there's a Han Solo movie coming out. We had a major expansion at the time. Yeah, there's a lot of news there. So you look and say, so what's happening in you know, 2019, right? Lots of stuff going on with Disney, right? Lots of stuff going on with Star Wars, right? So start looking at when are the best times to do anything, right? Um, and you'll start looking at what we're looking at. So you're right. saying 6.0 comes out when Star Wars Land opens, right? Is that what's going to happen? All right. Is that how it's going to come? All right. All right. Good times. Right. <laughs> well, so how much does Anthem's development and release date play into what y'all do here? Oh, um, Anthem takes up all the resources and we're done, right? So That's what I've heard. <laughs> that's, that's what we keep hearing, too, and we keep going. That's what I read on the internet. Anyway. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. It's really funny. To, as in, I have, we have a, a fairly sizable team for tour. And we have a fairly sizable team for Anthem, right? Um, and Anthem is both in Edmonton and here in Austin. And yes, it's our next big uh, game, right, that we're putting out. You, there are people that are on the tour team that want to go to Anthem. There's people on the Anthem team that want to be on tour. People should have aspirations as to what else they want to do in their career, right? Uh, they shouldn't just because they're on tour doesn't mean that's with, they always should be on tour, right? But it isn't because Anthem is stealing our resources, Right, and that's a misnomer that you hear on the internet a lot. Right, um, we we have decided what we're going to be. Right, we know what the direction is that we want. We've uh, given you, you know, what we call pillars. Uh, these are what we want to do. Uh, we're operation uh, operating against those. Right, uh, we have a budget, and you know, we operate against that budget. And you guys do the same thing. Right, um, and off we go. Right, if I need more resources, I have to justify them. Right. Um, so just the same thing. I'm sure I butt heads with the guys in Anthem. Right. Right. Uh, or the future projects that come out. Right. And it's going to be the same. Right. Um, but I think that's just part of the doing business. OK. So talking about doing business, uh, this is a pivot. We've seen a lot of changes to the cartel market lately. Um, have you been getting the results that you wanted doing direct sales or the other changes with searching and stuff like that? Is that worked out the way you wanted it to? Yeah, it's actually worked out even better than we expected, right? Um, What we found is that people don't mind packs, right? Um, But they'd rather buy the item they want, right? But there's a pricing situation. There's, you know, 
price elasticity or whatever the price is, and right, uh, and will people buy it? I get that, right? Um, so you know, from economies of scale and looking at what we can do more often is we can put up more more eyes. We have thousands of items in the game. We can put them up for sale faster than I can put together new packs. Right, so I still like packs. I still like the uh, the ideas behind them um, because that also creates a longer curve, right, where people are buying things, right, which is important in a business, right. Um, but I also look and say there are times when I just want to, I just want the lights here, I just want the gun, or I just want that particular, you know, I want to be able to buy that, and I can't. And I look and say oh, I was frust- frustrated with it last year, and we made a lot of changes, um, the infrastructure, the way that uh, cartel market works. Um, I also want to see uh, things uh, from the cartel market available to not have to pay for. Right, so maybe something in the game, maybe a world drop, maybe so. Right, because the two work together. Right, um, you know, you're engaged in the in the game. You're willing to invest more money, right? Great, right? If you find something that everybody wants, right, and you make that available, right, that's cool too, right? Uh, you know, I, we mentioned in the uh, roadmap about a special item that's going to drop off the bosses for people that kill uh, um, the boss master mode, right? Uh, we haven't told you what that is yet, right? So, right. Um, but w- the question is, will that item now also find its way on the cartel market? And the answer is no, right? That particular item will not. Well, that's going to be forever about, you know, you don't want to be able to buy something that you could earn. Wings of the Architect is a good good example, right? It's not available on the the market. And there's no reskin of the wings. And there's no reskin of the wings. We're not on the wings, and we're not not planning to do that at all, right? So so there's going to be opportunities like that for people that play the content that will have things that are unique, right? But also, I look at the cartoon market's convenience thing. Right. Uh, that's why, you know, I look and say, I, I would still personally like to see us do the companion item on the cartel market. But I, I get all the uh, pushback that we get from that. So we said, OK, fine. It's not going to be on the uh, on the market, which is like the Shea Vizsla and Nico car companions. Uh, no, um, um, the uh, one that uh, allows you to do your influence oh, up to 50. Oh, right. Yeah. Does it give you an advantage over other people? And that's the argument. And so I said, okay, I get it. So we're, we're going to have you manufacture them instead. Uh, we'll, we'll make it a credit sink instead, right? So it'll cost you, you know, four million credits to... We need more of those. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we actually do, right? There's a lot of things. Ever since we took the training costs out of the oh, game, yeah. right? Um, no, I'm not talking about bringing that back, but I've thought about it, <laughs> right? Right. You know, do some, uh, some kind of credit sink around with uh, training there, but that's yeah, just too much of a pain. All right. Well, we're talking cartel stuff. Let's bounce an idea off you. This is what we talked about last week on the show. Uh, what if the cartel market had every item available for sale all day long, every day? Except for Wings of the Architect. Except, well, yeah, except for Wings of the, the Architect. The and herbal, like stuff. the high end. The high cartel end. market. But if the entire cartel library catalog was open 24 hours a day, nothing was ever embargoed, how do you foresee that playing out? Well, I think for the short term, it'd make a lot of money. Long term, it wouldn't. Right. Okay. Um, right. So I think uh, as a tool, right, um, uh, just like we do with events, I like it. Right. One is it makes things available that you couldn't get to for a long time. Right. Uh, maybe uh, some of the stuff we embargo for is over for a year. You really wanted that item, but you can't. So if we bring that that opportunity right uh, to the players for a short period of time, I'm I'm open to it. Right. Because, you know, during that time, the players that are playing will have that opportunity. But it won't be 24-7, seven days a week, you know, 365 days a year. No, nope. we won't do that. All right. Okay. 
and, and it's got to be idea. bound. Yeah, so he had a spin on the idea. Well, because his big worry was was the fact that if you're able to buy something and be able to spin it off, if it's if it's not bind on pickup, uh, it was the whole idea of making sure that it was bind on pickup so that if you bought it, you can't resell it. It wasn't about reselling it later on to make it finite, that space, so that if it was just a... Uh, short-term sale on those items, it couldn't be resold. That way it gave the scarcity. You know, this is cartel market, so they would be yeah. able to be re- resold, right? Mm. But change it. <laughs> but what? <laughs> but if you changed it. So, so that uh, so you spend money that only you can have. Right. Instead right of being the- able to resell it, trade it on the GTN, all that stuff. I think we'd piss off most of the players right now. <laughs> well, then, you know, right? There's that part, but uh. <laughs> uh, and to be honest with you, I haven't given that much thought, right? Because it's been traditional with the cartel market is the items are always buy and you know, uh, 36 hours later you could you know resell them. Right. I think the answer I can say this is I like to see um, some items available, right? Um, that we could do that with. But I'm not sure that I I want to do that for this type of event because it changes the whole economy, right? right? Um, you know, I think that would be too much of a wild change for everybody. That you know. But it seems odd. Sorry, harp on this. But it seems odd that there's armor sets. You know, like the Satil Sean set costs two hundred something million on the GTN. That's basically unaffordable, um, and that just seems way out of whack with the amount of credits that I can earn in game or are reasonably achievable. So it's. It would be nice to have a way to still get that Satil Sean armor set without having to pay exorbitant prices. Oh, so you're asking about being able to buy them at a reasonable cost in the cartel market. Right. Not being able to resell them. Yes. Right. So you're having a secondary market, which is, I just want it for myself. Right. And I'm willing to spend I just want it for points. my collection. I'm right. not trying to earn 200 million credits on, on the GTN. I just want it for my collection. Interesting. So that way it was. So that way it doesn't turn it into a big scalping ring, to where you're trying to earn. earn a, it'll devalue it. And, uh, it'll de- now the guys that are getting 200 million for that on the GTM will be really pissed. Well, but you know, I'm fine with that. <laughs> oh, well, there may be other ways to do what you want. You're you're thinking there, all right? So, but uh, I understand where you're going. Okay. Right. What all right, else? Good times. Did we went through the whole notebook? Well, pretty much, yeah. Oh, damn. <laughs> Is there anything else you had on the roadmap here that you want to? Because I mean, we you know we need to know the date of six O, but we can't. We can't. That's that. Well, they'll have to kill us if we walk out the door with that information. So, um, I mean, otherwise. So let's talk about conquest revamp. What's what's the driving force behind that? We want people to actually get their rewards. Okay, that's it. No, that's not it. <laughs> All right, good. Thanks. That is part of it. That is part of it. It started there. Um, you I, just want less emails. I get I, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, I think that um, there's a few different things. Conquests are a very complicated system that uh, it's challenging for people to participate in for a number of reasons. Taking the joke aside of people not getting their rewards, which first off was definitely a part of a driving force in making these changes. But a lot of it as well is um, the system is hard to compete in for various reasons. One, um, it's complicated to understand what's happening, what the rewards are that you get, why you want those rewards. Um, If you are a six-person guild who is just you and your friends, maybe even smaller than that, and you look at like the crazy 
500 person guild on rotation, you're like, how in the world am I ever supposed to compete with people like that? This just doesn't, you wouldn't even try because it wouldn't make any sense. So the system changes are made to address all of that in one swoop. Um, it's a new user interface that separates things by solo and guild. So you can track what you're doing yourself versus what your guild's doing. Um, there's a lot more information there that wasn't there before as well. Like, um, what the other people in your guild are doing, like what their contributions look like, um, who the guilds are that have conquered what planets at a glance, that's easier to tell. Um, and then one of the big changes that we've made is that, um, I'm trying to remember if it's the planets themselves have different yield sizes or if that is that how it works. So effectively you might look at Alderaan and that's a giant planet. So it has high yield, which means it actually has higher conquest targets to meet your conquest objectives. So it is targeted, pseudo-targeted for a larger guild. Larger guild should want to go after the larger planets because it's harder to do the goals, but you get more rewards for it. Then there are smaller yield planets and medium yield planets. So effectively, if you're a small guild with just five or six friends, you can go, we're just going to go after the small planets because we're a small guild. You're largely going to compete with other small guilds. Now granted, the 500 person guild wants to go after tiny planet and get the least, the smallest rewards out of conquests knock yourself out, um, you will compete against them, but ultimately it's kind of there to separate a little bit of who's competing with who, and you'll get rewards relative to what you're working on. Um, and there's other changes as well, like the objectives actually give you, as you complete objectives, I believe the objectives themselves give you rewards now, um, like credits and experience, command XP. I could be wrong on that, but I'm pretty sure that that's true. Um, we've cleaned up conquest points on how they're rewarded and what the objectives are across the board. Um, one of the big changes, which I actually just found out about is, so when there's events, the conquests that coincide with that event, like Relics of the Gree will run with the Gree event because that's tied together. Every other conquest is going to be random. So you can't prepare for what the conquest is going to be. You're just going to have to, when the conquest pops up, look at the planets, look at the objectives, and see what you want to do. This way there's no, let's stockpile crafting materials for the entire week before the next week when the actual conquest happens. You won't be able to prepare for them outside of events, um, which is why I haven't updated the conquest schedule on the internet yet, but no one knows that <laughs> as of me telling you that, but maybe by the time they hear this, my voice, they'll know that. I think that's kind of like the summary of, there's more details than that, but I think that's kind of the summary of. Participation will ensure you get rewards, right? So um, even if you're a small guild, the only thing you might not get is the planetary title, right? Um, but if you completed your guild um, uh, conquests and your rewards, you'll get those. Same thing with solo. So it doesn't matter if you're one or if you're number 50, right? You'll still get rewards. Where before that wasn't the case. You had to be in the top 10. Right? Okay, so, yeah. So... Are they also still going to be tied to unlocking the guild's guildship rooms? You know, you get those encryptions and the uh, and the frameworks. Is that still going to be a thing tied to conquest? Don't know. I suspect it will be, but um, we'll have to clarify that. I don't remember. Okay. So, and the rewards are they going to be more useful for my individual player than the three little crafting nodes that I have about a thousand of each one and twenty five k. I'm actually not sure what the specific rewards are. Again, by completing objectives, you're going to earn credits, XP, and CXP. So just from that alone, you'll be earning those three the entire time you're working through conquests. How, as for the actual conquest rewards, I'm not sure if those have been updated. I need to look, because that I'm not sure of. Okay. But are we, are we looking at the same kind of objectives, you know, complete 10 war zones, kill 250 mobs, that sort of... 100%. Yeah, that I, base framework is still there. Yep. I actually think, for the most part, the objectives themselves haven't changed. I think what has changed is their point values, and some of them are daily as opposed to infinitely repeatable. Okay. I think is what... Do conquest. 
There are new conquests as well. There's new conquests as well. Let's assume, disclaimer, hopefully everything Keith and I just said is actually true. <laughs> we've, been, we've been working on collecting the information over the past couple days from the development team. So it is 100% possible something got lost in translation. Please don't take anything I just said as Bible. Read what I post on the internet as 97% Bible. So there's, there's yeah, this is an initial system for conquest, right? We, as we start progressing down, now that we have an infrastructure that actually works, right? Uh, we'll prove that out when we release 5.8, right? But... Once it's out there and we work out any kinks and that stuff and it's all working really good, that's our building block. Now we can start doing more stuff, right? Uh, aimed at guilds, aimed at, you know, guild management, aimed at making things better for that environment, make it so there's com competition between guilds that are fun, but also trackable, right? So you know where you are and it isn't this convoluted UI that's uh, tough to get around. Okay. Are we still going to link stronghold number of decorations to conquest bonus? Oh, top-notch question. Better answer, no. Hooray! Well, sort of. Uh, no, sort of. Uh, One, as much as I think we all love having a million strongholds filled with chairs, no longer necessary. The bonus is 25% per stronghold owned. Nice. Up to 150%. So up to six strongholds. The amount of decorations you have in it means nothing. Hooray! Yeah, if you still want to have strongholds full of chairs, that's on you. I might keep one. I think you should. <laughs> well, you know, you get the just the for almost, posterity yeah, sake. Exactly. Just just because the meat tree orchard memories. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's brilliant. I like it. Uh, I guess the only other thing that I, as I was perusing this too, or, uh, and we talked about this in our last episode, where subscriber rewards, the those sort of uh, items, uh, because that also expired this week. As far as the share the love, mm, uh, or share your love of Swotor. Uh, what what if any are we looking at is for subscriber rewards and going forward in the future and how is that system going to work so um subscriber rewards is something that obviously we did a lot during the coat fee and cotet cycles expansion cycles and um even though there was definitely some uh humor that came out of hk helmets and hk posters and hk Copies. and hk weapons and hk other things and hks um I think ultimately people really like the who doesn't like the idea of getting extra stuff for free effectively that you wouldn't get normally, right? Like, yes, you have to pay for a sub, but ultimately it's above and beyond what you'd normally get from your subscription. So it's one of the things that we really looked at this year. Um, it's straight from player feedback that there was a strong desire for player rewards. So it's something Keith worked with the team on, on figuring out what we can do for um, subscriber rewards throughout as many, whatever time periods that we can, right? Um, and so there's, there's a few things that we've looked at differently than we've looked at before as well, which is we have a lot of subscriber awards that exist in the past that literally no one can get. Um, and it's funny how this conversation spawned, but when the bug happened in our launcher that showed the HK55 chapter, and granted, it clearly spelled out that it was 2015, there was people like, oh my God, I can get the HK chapter. And so it kind of spawned the conversation amongst us as well of, what if we brought back old subscriber rewards? Like how is, is it, is it bad? Is it obviously there will be people who are like, well, but I earned that before. I don't want someone else to be able to earn it now. Um, et cetera, et cetera. So, so those are some of the conversations we've had about consideration on bringing back old subscriber rewards, repurposing things like we just did with the NVIDIA armor set and mountain, especially since 
really it didn't seem like a lot of people had necessarily gotten them. Um, and so obviously there'll also be new subscriber awards, which will come down the pipe as well. So um, subscriber awards is something that we have a lot of interest in continuing to do. Um, and we'll be doing those over the next few months um, at least. And so we'll continue to look at feedback to see what people think of what we do with them. All right. Good times. HK Codpiece. Uh, obviously, obviously, okay. at least all of them are HK with his face <laughs> on it. Yeah, yeah. the way it works is uh, you will get HK as a subscriber. If you already have HK, now you get two HKs, oh, and we're yeah. going to run that every month forever. So at least <laughs> you know we'll see how many HKs people can collect over the years. That's not real. You're going to have a guild ship full of HKs. Right? <laughs> good times, pile of HKs. Not as good as Makos, but it's all good. Yeah, close enough. HK can wear a wig. It's all right. Uh, final question. Our South by so- SWOTOR event coming up March 10th. Yes. You going to be there? Yes. Yes. I believe I will be there. All right. Not <laughs> only will I be there, the nice thing is like, um, not that San Antonio is that far because it's not, right? But usually you guys do it in San Antonio. When you guys do it in Austin, like we're sitting in North Austin right now. The domain is in North Austin. So at, at the very least, people who work here are dr- drivable distance from North Austin, right? right. So um, hopefully there should be a whole bunch of people there who I don't know. Um, I can only speak for myself that I am 100% planning on uh, on being there because I live hilariously close to the office. So I also live hilariously close to the domain. So um, I will be there. Yeah, that, I mean, that was the main reason. We're like, yeah. well, we don't want to put it in South Austin. We want to make this convenient. Right. We were almost across the street. And so. not that people like Keith and Charles aren't important, but I'm highly important in this conversation because I'm the one that brings the swag. So oh, yes. me being there means free stuff is there. Oh, yeah. We'll get your liquored up. Don't worry. Ah, perfect. <laughs> perfect. <laughs> all right, good times. Well, I think that's all for today. Thanks, y'all, for, for your time. Keith Indeed. had to duck out. He's a very busy and important man. Yeah. Meetings. Yeah, Keith and his, Keith and his meetings. But uh, thanks, Eric Musco. Thanks, Mr. Keith. Um, He'll have to hear that in post. Yeah, exactly. Um, Till next time. Thanks. Thank you. Like I said, we're recording this, and I like I I don't know I have no idea what you I kept, don't know what you yeah. kept in or what you didn't keep in. Or we started off with left. three and a half hours of audio, so and let's see what it turned down, down to ten fucking minutes, and that's <laughs> yeah. all you fucking get, man. Uh, you know, so uh, who knows? Well, I, don't know. I don't know. I don't know what made it or didn't, but that you know, finding out exactly how many people work at Anthem, and, I know, and, like finding those no, like knowing exactly what that is, dude. I'm stoked to know to know what they're doing <laughs> with the next tier of gear that's coming out. Six zero. And that operation that's in the works. Fuck yeah, yeah dude. Yeah, I know. It's a, they're, they're, that's I hope you all enjoyed hearing all yeah, that stuff. Oh. Son of a bitch. Uh, we got every date for the next roadmap. I was like, you I know. Know it all, it's all in there. We got the, we got the right part of the next yeah. roadmap. That was rad, man. Yeah. That was really super nice of him. There's probably like nothing left of that interview. No, I just, I just for sure, man. No, th- thanks again to Keith. Uh, yes. Let's go for uh, being uh, being badass and uh, and allowing us to chat with them and giving us the insight on all the uh, all the ones and twos. Yeah, and this is a super busy time of year for everybody in that building because not only is he trying to do roadmap and figure out development shit, but it's like the end of their fiscal year, mm-hmm. so he's like planning budgets and yeah. all that sort of stuff, and you know figuring out I don't know numbers and math and fiscal so that we don't have fiscal to worry things about because and, we yeah. don't have any money yay, yay! makes it easy <laughs> uh, the bad feeling budget is zero zero, zero. yeah when you get paid this year
zero point uh, zero. But you can change easy. that. You can change that Patreon if you wanna if you wanna increase our budget. Fucking we, we, segue. We'd love to have you increase our Dude. budget if you are a Patreon subscriber. That would be amazing. Be like Jedi Zen. So who wants to buy a round <laughs> for everybody at South by Swotor? Tacos, bitches. That's what I'm saying. More yes. tacos. More tacos for everyone. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. We need to. What we need to do is we need to take it, like have a top, buy a taco, and mail it to a special listener. You know, Ooh. just like granted, it might be a week old by the time yeah. it gets there. <laughs> do you really kind of stanky and weird? But at least you'd have a bad feeling taco. And you'd have <laughs> a bad feeling about the taco. It'd be great. <laughs> you know, it'd be kind of awesome. I think we need to do something special like that. Okay, <laughs> make, make that one of our rewards. That's for a Patreon. reward. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Then the, you we, get garbage. The, Enjoy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> taco leftovers. It's just like it's the you know it's the physical manifestation of what you're hearing right now. <laughs> Pretty much, it's puke in a jar. Awesome. Um, oh, this is amazing. You're welcome. Oh, <laughs> so if you want to hear more puke in a jar. Yeah, make sure ba- <laughs> patreon.com slash podcast. Also, get us on, a, you know where to get us on the on the podcast apps and all that stuff. Just search Bad Feeling Podcast. You'll find us, badfeelingpodcast.com. And, uh, of course, March 10th. Yes. South by Swoptor. Uh, it's weird this year, man. I'm feeling really weird about like the festival conference because like I'm a metalhead, right? And yeah, there's, clearly. There's no, there's no metal hardly at all. Aww. It's out by, but they're letting you down. It's okay. I feel special because we're doing this. We're doing our uh, own thing. So March 10th. So brass tap. The guest list is going to be pretty rad. Well, we're Shoot. not saying it. We got some content creators that are oh. they're confirmed. Oh. So uh, TMG of Tank Mike Golf, our, uh-huh. our, our our PvP streamer, he's awesome. Uh, Zam Zam of Zam Zam says, sweet, uh, and MMO bits. Um, Sakari's coming down from Dallas. Oh, he is. So, oh, yeah, awesome. yeah. Right, cool. He said it's going to take you know wild horses or whatever to keep him from <laughs> showing up. Well, so. when he showed up in the San Antonio one, I know. I was like, oh my god, holy shit. holy shit, that's fucking crazy. That was rad. So this is a less of a drive for him. So yeah, he's yeah, that's true. He's coming on down from Dallas. Uh, plus Musco, he, he promised to bring swag. And yeah, I bet if we get them liquored up, we can figure out more details. Well, hopefully by next <laughs> week, we'll you know, well, depending uh, on what we left in this interview, um, <laughs> <laughs> we may or may not have any of them show up after. It's like, oh, damn, oh, oh, damn, it. son of a bitch. Well, uh, can we hold this for a little bit longer? Right, we'll, we'll give you a little more details on the stuff we'll have uh, on hand there. Yeah, uh, next weekend, counting down, next man. Episode, so yes, yeah, yeah, it'll yeah. be groovy, man. I think it's gonna be fun. And and like I said, we. Did did this deliberate when we did this deliberately we put it up north near right where they used to all work yeah and where they used to hang out for that reason on purpose <laughs> we, we didn't want to go downtown in the middle of the shit to deal with any of that stuff indeed you know not, not for our own purposes really for you know to go well, hey by the way here's this yeah because i have to drive through that bullshit to get to our oh, event and then i have to drive back through the bullshit to get through the event well you drunk just, yeah, <laughs> so, no, no uber yeah uber don't uh, drive actually, drunk you stupid, uh, stupid. I, I may take a lift uber i think that's probably a good idea it's the way to do it yeah yeah something well because those are possible those are gonna be expensive during Fuck. south Park. no no son of a bitch they're dude. not gonna be hovering <laughs> around downtown i'm sure the domain will be fine so yeah well, that's some more info well, make sure you follow us, us there on uh, facebook.com slash bad feeling podcast i actually put it up on facebook huh? nice yeah. and also on twitter twitter uh at bad feeling pdcst if you'd like to see our lovely mugs except for this week uh, not this tw- week on twitch twitch.tv slash bad feeling podcast so dig us up wherever you want to yeah and, uh, and enjoy this damn I'm, podcast. i'm, I'm gonna bring back the uh 
the lunchtime basement playthrough next week. Oh, I this week I, was kind of fucked. So I, I, we, we need to we need to get we need to up our YouTube thing too. We gotta do okay. We, do we have a actual YouTube channel? We do. We do. So what, yeah, uh, bad uh, feeling podcast. All right, on YouTube. So maybe I need to actually start videoing stuff. I, I need to show everybody. Dude, make it happen. The shitty place where you fucking <laughs> during your lunch break. Cause yeah, I, I felt really bad for you the other day walking downstairs going oh man in the corner oh dude what it's all you, loud and shit i feel sorry for you bro what yeah. are you doing down here man i might have to grab like cj's wizard hat or something i mean your, <laughs> your desk is kind of nice with the windows and stuff but downstairs, i know my actual office i, I could you I, know it's okay no, I, I worked in that i worked down there for a long time and it makes you feel sort of bad about yourself oh if yeah you're not if you're not careful so you start Fair to enough. get really weird yeah. in the basement, you know. You're like, "Oh no, they're coming for you." Yeah, it's it's. Yeah, it makes me kind of paranoid because I can't see any of the doors where people are coming, and the elevators over there and, and making all, noise, and, and it's like, all echoey. It's like, yeah, you hear, you hear the cockroaches running. I, yes, you do. I know you do. <laughs> Trust me. Yeah, I, know. I hide down there it's, sometimes. It's streaming gold. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck yeah. yeah! Screw you and all your cool backdrops and things right? and stuff. I got cockroaches. It looks like a doctor's office. They tell me. Well, you know, I, I exactly. know from Rick and Morty that you can control them. By just yeah, by right. Just by their, pushing their brain, pushing on their brain and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea. I have no idea. That, that's how it works for me too. Like you push the brain. Squish, squish, <laughs> squish, squish. Sniper, sniper, sniper. sniper. <laughs> Squish, 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 snipe, snipe. Roll. Squish, squish, <laughs> snipe, snipe. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how I get it. Yeah, that's fucking not something. Fair enough. I'm not about this podcast. Feeling Podcast, you can contact Chuck at badfeelingpodcast.com, Brian at badfeelingpodcast.com, on Twitter at badfeelingpdcst. They ran out of letters. The Bad Feeling Podcast is not affiliated with BioWare, LucasArts, or EA. Trademarks are the property of the respective owners.